Hey, it's Hannah from Echo and Encourage. Welcome to season two, episode two. Today you'll hear from Sherry Ristow, former CEO, now businesswoman and entrepreneur. She founded Amethyst Bold. She loves helping women with their time, treasure and talents. Sherry's gonna talk to us about some ways that she was able to transform toxic work culture and make it into a positive one. I got to meet Sherry at the She Speaks conference that Lisa Turkhurst and Proverbs 31 Ministry hosted. I hope that you enjoy hearing from Sherry as much as I did interviewing her. Welcome her and thanks so much for listening or watching on YouTube. Welcome to the show, Sherry Ristow. Sherry is a wife, mother, grandma, sister, aunt, and niece, but mostly a friend who loves Jesus. Sherry loves people and now founder of a leadership company. After leaving her CEO leadership position and all the amazing experiences God provides, she wants to help Christian women maximize their time, talent, and treasure for their families, businesses, and communities, ultimately for God's kingdom. Wow, this is incredible. I am so honored to have you here today, uh, Sherry. Well, Hannah, thank you. I just, I was just going to ask you, so I love the title of your podcast, Echo and Encourage. Can you, I mean, I'd love to hear a little bit about that if you don't mind. <laughs> yes, I'd love to share. So Echo and Encourage came about after I went uh, to the Beautiful Mind Academy's retreat in Temecula, California. I was in deep prayer about what ministry God wants me to start, and he put that on my heart and he gave me those words echo echoing the stories stories in the bible the stories of people all over the world and echoing eternity and giving everyone that hope and putting things um, in an eternal perspective so i love to learn about people's lives and their stories and the impact that it has on others and get it out there and so that's what I'm here to do, to oh, echo well. eternity and encourage others. There you go. Love it. Thank you. I just love that. Oh, oh praise the Lord. <laughs> thank you, Sherry. Yes, praise the Lord. Well, I met you, Sherry, at the She Speaks conference that Lisa Turkers through Proverbs 31 Ministries hosted, yes. and I'm so glad that we got to connect there. And it was the time of my life, and I'm so excited to share with our listeners about your ministry and your story. So tell us what got you into ministry and into what you do. Isn't sure. it called GEMS? Well, my business, the name of the company is called Amethyst Bold. Um but I would love to share just a little bit. Um, so I was, you know, a president CEO and by the amazing grace of God, I had incredible success, but um, like a lot of women and the longer I was at it. And even since I've started this company, the more I realized I wasn't alone because even with success, as the world might define it, um, I was constantly doubting myself. My mind was, you know, in a spiral of um, comparison and never, ever feeling good enough. Um, and sadly, sadly, um, I think I looked for recognition from people um, who never, never gave it. And so um, I was been, I was in what I call a vicious cycle of what I call the dreaded Ds. And I'll get to that in a minute. But as a president CEO for 24 years, um, you know, I just had this incredible opportunity to meet so many awesome people. Um, to lead um, teams um, purposefully very much change, you know, as a Christian woman and as a leader purposefully changing, you know, um, what I would call very toxic culture 
to just fruit-filled, healthy, fun, engaging culture, very successful. And secured lots of partnerships, strategic partnerships, um, just, again, the people were just amazing. I just love, love, love the people. And, and to top all that off, I actually raised millions. I shouldn't say I. I didn't do anything. We all know who really did this, right? We raised millions and millions of dollars for communities and businesses and nonprofits. Um, it was incredible. So the question I ask, so why was I stuck in this spiral of Ds of doubt, distraction, um, that led to a whole bunch of other Ds like discouragement, um, even depression, um, doom. Um, I could go on and on. Um, but the key here, those Ds are all planted by the biggest D of all called the devil. <laughs> so, uh, so, so why was I stuck? And I really believe it's because I believed the biggest lie that Satan tells us, every single one of us, and I know I'm not the only one, um, that I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough. Even with all of those amazing things and amazing people, I still didn't feel good enough. So you might be asking, uh, do I need a psychologist or <laughs> do I need a mindset shift? And you're absolutely right. We all need that mindset shift. So using my leadership experience as a president CEO, uh, which didn't happen overnight, but as you know, as God led me into leadership positions and using my purpose, um, I I created this company to really inspire women um, who are in leadership positions, who need support, who need to know that, especially as Christian women, um, you know, to maximize, to leverage, and to grow their time, their talent, and their treasure for their family, you know, for their business or their nonprofit organization and their community, and especially Hannah, the kingdom. You know, at the end of the day, we are all charged with being workers, laborers, growing the kingdom. The, you know, the, I, the verse of the day today was about how plentiful the harvest is and the workers are few. And we need to be very diligent and intentional. So I now have this company named it Amethyst Bold, um, mainly because um, God just really put on my heart that we are all gems. I mean, truly, especially as women, guys are too, um, but really beautiful gems, very unique. We're all cut very differently. We look very different. The all the colors um, of the rainbow, I mean, just, and, you know, God created us in such a way that um, we were born on a very specific day at a very specific time for a specific purpose. And I really, really believe that. Um, so my birthday happens to be February, and that's Amethyst which is my favorite color purple and um and i named it amethyst bold because i just believe more than ever we need to be bold as as christian women who love the lord and are following him we have to be bold in our faith in this world that is just um wired to believe the lies of Satan. Um, so um, through what I call gem groups, um, which is one of the offerings, the main offering of Amethyst Bold today, I offer small groups of women to come together. Um, I provide a very safe and confidential setting. Um, and build. we build relationships with each other 
and and share things that we might not share outside of that group as leaders or as women. Um, but the core of it is uh, to really do what Ephesians 5.15 says, and that is to walk, be very careful how we walk. Not as unwise, but wise, making the best use of the time. So that's where gem groups start. We really take a look at how we can maximize and leverage our time. If you talk to women, we all want more time. We all need more hours in the day, whether it's on the job, being mom, every single stage. We just, we want to, there's this thing called time. And Satan or the devil is just, he likes to suck it up. <laughs> and and anyway, so I'm really helping women. You might think it's time management, but it's so much more than that. It's really helping them um, establish goals and priorities. It's about reflecting and learning. We're all different. None of us have the same day, the same thoughts. This, and we're, we're, but I facilitate a process to help women really reflect um, and really do a retake, really do, you know, Monday's coming. It's going to be a new, it's either going to be a new day or a new week or a new month or a new quarter or a new year, whatever it's going to be. And really seeking the Lord, praying, reflecting, and renewing, um, and really being redeemed as women by Jesus to Amen. fulfill our purpose for him. That is so powerful, Sherry, that you've walked through a really dreadful time with all of the things that the enemy put on you, and you you turned it into something so beautiful. How did you get there from that place of depression and despair and then get out of that and then use that to then help others you know, that, get out that of that? Hannah, that is such a good question because, um, you know, the dreaded D's are real for, I think, all of us. At some level, we all have doubts. We all have distractions. And um, that can lead to all these other other things. Um, but there was always two common denominators for me to rise above and still do all the things that I did. And of course, the first and foremost um, was the Lord. You know, um, I am... I can, my time in the morning with the Lord is just sacred. I, it's the highest priority of my life and it has been for a long time. So I would say the Lord has really gotten me through all those D's. Okay. But he's also given us another, um, which is the other common denominator that has helped me. And Hannah, it's people. It's relationships. The greatest, I believe, the greatest gift God gives us here on earth are other people. Um, amazing, loving, funny, silly, um, unique, uh, sometimes really crazy, different, but trustworthy, faithful people. And Hannah, just think about us at the She Speaks conference. Think of our little group that got together. Yes. What a gift, right? Yes. I mean, I'm still in contact with several of you. We've we've not let it go. I mean, it's faith. Um, it's trusted, faith-filled, sustained relationships that get us through. Yes. Um, and that's what matters most in addition to our number one relationship. And that's with Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. That is beautiful. I love the group that we had at She Speaks. And I'm so glad that we have kept in touch. 
so unique. Everybody was different. Yeah, from all over the country, different walks of life doing. But what was the one thing we all had in common? Faith, That's right? That's right, yes. Faith, and we are all on a walk. We're all on this journey um, to share our stories, you know, and to share our lives. Sherry, you are former president and CEO. What made you decide to pursue that and then to decide it was time to transition out? Yeah. Well, I think God had really put it on my heart. It's been on my heart for years, um, off and on, uh, you know, to have my own business. Um, I, because I've been in leadership and I've worked with a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of business, I've worked with a lot of business leaders. I've lived with a lot of, uh, worked with a lot of um, civic leaders, um, healthcare leaders, leaders in education, healthcare. I mean, because of the, the job I had, I just, I worked with all facets of leadership um, in communities. And, you know, leadership is so important. Um, you know, um, it, it can make or break um, whatever it is that it's leading. It can even make or break a church. Yes. Um, it can, you know, um, any organization or any business. Um, and so I just, I have a passion. I've had a passion for leadership for many, many years. Um, and I'm, I've, gone through so many different leadership programs and I just I want to give back I want to I want to help people at this stage in my life um, I really want to help leaders and I especially want to help uh, women um, who are in leadership because I I have experienced the challenges of being a woman of faith in leadership, in business and community. And it's hard. It's hard, it you know? Yeah, um, I've been, there were times I was ignored. I was talked over. Um, you know, uh, I was told that I need to let my ideas be a man's ideas to get it to go or to work. Um, yeah, I mean, Point blank, um, I've I've just had some experiences that I believe God's provided that I can that equip me to help women. Um, again, I'm a, I'm repeating myself, but again, women of faith, especially yes. who are called into leadership um, in in their communities. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, um, I'm reading a book called Eve right now, and um, I'm just reminded, even as God created us as men and women, you know, in the ideal before sin, it was, they were equal partners. Man yes. was created first, of course, and we were created from the man. But God's intention was for us to take care of this earth and the and each other um equally yes i've and, been studying that i love the richness there in genesis right. um and i've done some i've read some other books and i've done some other studies that really empower um me to empower women to to know how much jesus loves us as women Yes. And how he's equipped us. Not all of us are called into leadership, um, but he does call both men and women. And I think when we come together and work together, especially <laughs> um, as people of faith for our communities and for the kingdom, it's amazing what God can do. Absolutely. I mean, Hannah. You know, I'm just, you know, my maiden name is Green, so I always say, I'm just Sherry Green from Blue Earth, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but God did amazing things um, through me. Um, and I just, people, I'm sorry. I love, I just, I love people. He's just equipped me with this incredible love for his people. Yes, um, he has. That's something to embrace. And going back to the lie that women have to get a man to back up their beliefs, it really is a definite lie because like you said, in the Bible, women were created from man, that Ezra Connecto, opposite but equal. And women were created to build. We're able to build humans in our bodies. We were designed to be able to share ideas and build. And uh, that is a beautiful part of being a woman. And I think that the world and the enemy tries to make us forget what what we were made for and it is to build to build community to build each other up to build ideas and businesses and yeah build everything that god calls you to and there is there is not no one that can um stop us when right we go forward in faith that we are made to build these ideas you're so right as a former president and CEO, you've had to address toxic workplace behaviors. Oh. What are some of your strategies or tips that you can share with leaders, whether they're in a company or people in ministry that are also addressing toxic behaviors, whether it's spiritual abuse or bullying? Yeah, well, I actually have a system um, that I did at both places that I led. I was the CEO of two different organizations uh, that we use this at, and it's it's old. It's called the Fish Principle. It's based on the uh, fish market in Seattle, and it's an old book. It's an old little book, but there are four principles of fish that I believe are backed up biblically. Um, Three of the four for sure. You'll you'll know which one I might not. I'm not sure how to back it up. I'm sure it's got to be there. <laughs> but these four principles, um, and part of the magic, I think, of these four principles is it's just four. You know, there's not, you know, you're not doing 20 different things, but there are four principles, I think, to changing a toxic culture. And it starts with leadership. These are four principles that I believe every leader has to exemplify in their own behavior and in their own um, workplace and setting uh, for this to really work. So um, now I got to really think about which four of these are. I got to remember them now. So the first one is I call it check your attitude. You know, what are you thinking? How are you thinking? Um, so when you walk through the door of your business or your organization, what are you thinking about? You know, are you praising the Lord as you walk through that door and thanking him for the day and rejoicing no matter what, because it's a new day and you have been chosen to be the leader of that organization. So, I mean, you get what I'm saying? It, I, I'm, it's how you come through that door you're checking your attitude and you're making sure you're walking in as, but that's for every employee that you want everybody to walk through those doors, checking their attitude and reminding themselves how, how grateful we can be for our job, for this organization and what we get to do every day. Um, so does that make sense? So check yes. your attitude. Second um, is to be present. And of course, this is where I go like this to you on the screen, like no telephones, you know, it's just you and me. We're going to be 100% focused on each other. We're going to give each other 100%. Yes. And um, you have to be present for people, whoever it is you're talking to or whatever meeting you're in, you know, and that means getting rid of distractions, which is a whole other topic. But anyway, there you go. So be present. So check your attitude, be present. Third is my favorite and it's make someone's day. 
your job, I tell everybody who's ever worked with me, your job is to make somebody else's day. And that primarily means somebody else you're working with, someone else in the office. Mm -hmm. And it can't be the same person every day. You need to make some, some you need to make sure you are spreading your uh, treasure of giving, whatever that might be, right? I'm not, you don't have to go buy gifts, but you are making someone's day through your words, through your actions, um, whatever it might be. Um, so you're make, making someone's day every day. Um, and it can be for, you know, business clients or your donors, if you're working for a nonprofit, members of your church, you know, if you're working for a membership organization, but you want to be making someone's day. Yes. And fourth and final is to have fun, to play, you know, um, to, you know, that's the one I haven't quite figured out where that can get scripture behind, but I don't think Jesus brought us, you know, didn't come back into the world to bring gloom and doom. He brought joy and yes. peace and dead. I, you know, I just have fun, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, I'm in the Midwest, we have lots of snow and cold weather. So one of the things that my teams at both places did, and it wasn't my idea and I didn't start it, but they bought foam snowballs and we threw snowballs around in the office in the winter time. <laughs> that does sound like fun. I definitely believe that you can relate that to scripture. I know the Bible says that a merry heart does good, oh, like yeah. medicine and yeah just looking at how God created us in his image. And a lot right. of people have great fun personalities right. and that right. just reflects our right. incredibly beautiful, creative, fun God. Also, I'm pretty sure I sneezed once and I heard the Holy Spirit say, see how much I'm blessing you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I believe, I believe it. <laughs> so those are the four. Um, uh, I think if you as a leader um, can exemplify and practice those, um, you know, and that's, you know, that's another thing that you can call Sherry for is, you know, I would love, you know, as a consultant and as a coach can really help leaders build healthy, um, prosperous cultures in their organizations. And, you know, I wasn't, in fact, of those four, playing was the hardest one for me. So I had to work at that. That doesn't come natural to me. I mean, I'm, you know, I've always got my nose to the grindstone and I'm go, go, go and do, do, do. And um, anyway, so, you know, I, I can almost guarantee you that every leader has to work on one of those four things or more um, to really, to be exemplary um, in demonstrating that for their employees and then yes. expect that. So, you know, we built that into our performance, uh, reviews, you know, we actually, you know, people rated each other on how good they were doing on those four things. Wow. Yes. I love that, that yes. accountability. And yes. then I think that that must be a huge part right. of helping the workplace yes. not only get pruned, but also flourish. Right, right. right. And, you know, you have to do this in such a way that the organization or business owns it, not just you, right. you know, you exemplify it and you bring it, but you really got to turn it over to them. And so like at both organizations, we had what we called the fish team. And, you know, that was a member of each department of the organization and they would meet once a month and they would make plans for what we were going to do for fun but also encourage those three other areas, right? So anyway, I could go on and on, but there, there is no shortage of ideas of things you could do um, in helping people uh, with their attitudes, checking their attitude, um, you know, going from whatever it is, uh, a hard morning, spilling your coffee, the dog doing something, who knows what, the kids, whatever. And, but when you walk through that door to really be able to 
have that great attitude um, and to be grateful and thankful for yes. sure. So a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs or they're in ministry or they are here because they want to grow with their personal development. What would you say are some of the benefits to changing one's attitude towards things in life that are frustrating or hard? What do you think they, they'll get out of changing their mindset? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> Um, uh, you know, um, I just, I'm thinking about my 40 years, you know, of career and being a leader and how many times God has changed my mindset. You know, I think it starts with being open to letting God guide you in your mind um, you know, there's Romans 12 too, you know, we need to be transformed. We need to be renewing our minds every day. We need to be transformed. And there's only one way to do that. And that's through the Holy Spirit, really. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's hard to change, you know, that's not an easy thing to do is, you know, the way we grow up, the, all these wellsprings and filters, that we come through in life, none of us turns out the same. Um, and, um, but how we think is huge for, um, for your health, you know, for your work. Um, it's, uh, your mind is, is so critical to um, everything that you do, you know? Um, I mean, the, the verses in Proverbs, I don't have them off the top of my tongue at the moment, but oh my goodness, just read Proverbs and the, the connection between your heart and your mind. And, um, but it's also what you got to guard the most because where does Satan attack? He doesn't attack our hearts. He attacks our minds. That's right. That's where he's planting seeds of doubt and lies and, we really need to fight that. So having that strong mind is so important to be able to fight off those doubts and other thoughts from the devil himself. Yes, um, we so, are called to be the gatekeeper and, of our thoughts. And I think another key, very important thing for how we, um, and again, this kind of goes back to Jem a little bit, is being with a group of women, like faith-minded, professional women um, who are either in leadership or, you know, are, in, are developing as a leader, um, how important it is and who you surround yourself with. Who, who's, who's your inner circle? Yes. Um, and... Who you surround yourself with is critical, I think, to having a good mindset, a healthy, productive, passionate, prosperous mindset. Yes. Do you agree with this? I just heard this the other day that you become pretty much the average of the five people that you spend the most time with or the five things you spend the most time consuming, listening. Amen. Yes, I yeah. do. Yes, I do. Yes. Well, for sure. everybody, please, if you are a woman, get to know Sherry because she is an incredible mentor. Um, this is you, so Hannah. beautiful. Yes, you're welcome. I'm so honored that you are here. Sherry, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Oh, well, first of all, I would absolutely love to hear from, um, from people that um, are listening to Echo and Encourage here. So um, the best way to reach me right now is just through my email Um so, and I think you have that and you'll show it in show notes. So, but Sherry Ristow at amethystbold.com. So, um, 
I am super excited as I'm on the brink of having my website launched um, for the first time, finally. Yay. Um, so that will be coming up and that'll just be, you know, you can just Google amethystbold.com and get that. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn and send me direct messages. I will definitely get them and respond. Sherry, what are some ways that our listeners can work with you and be coached and mentored by you? Yeah, well, the most um, obvious one is to join a GEM group. Uh, today, GEM groups, and again, this is all subject to change as they grow, but GEM groups start the first of every quarter. They run for three months. Um, and um, I encourage our GEM members to use a planner um, I got certified as a full focus um, pro um, with using the full focus planner, but I've learned that in almost any planner will work. The idea is, is to really um, spend some time every day, um, even if you're not a journaler, just but still to have something that you actually write, not type, not you know, punch in. <laughs> but when we write things down, there's there's actually something in our brain that happens when we write and think about what we're doing. And so um, I really encourage people to use some daily system of some kind. Um, I am using the full focus planner, but I do a training. So gem groups, when you first join, the commitment is for three months and it's for one hour a week. Um, and I've got, you know, different times to make it work for people with busy schedules. They always meet on Fridays uh, because, and I, and it, that's on purpose. So we set ourselves up for the weekend and for the next week. So Fridays are the, by far the best day to do this. And so when you first join a gem, a gem group, you get some training, you know, around how to get focus and really maximize um, your time, talent, and treasure um, by using a planner or some kind of system. And at the end of the day, they're, they're so much the same, but it's about choosing your priorities. It's reflecting and being honest with yourself. It's through prayer and reflection on the last week and then looking at the next week and what's really important. And we all have dozens of things we need to do, but I'm gonna tell you, you only get to choose three. And that's what's most important. And then how you relate those three back to maybe your annual goals or whatever projects or different things that you're working on. Um, and then come together a week later. And then you, we share that with each other. We get to share, you know, what we're most grateful for and what our wins were from the last week. And then we share what our big three are for the next week. And the magic behind that is now there's just a little bit of accountability. I call it gentle accountability, um, you know, and because we're all going to be wondering, how did, how did Hannah do? Did she... How did she do on drinking that water? Did she get her, I don't know, what is it? 64 ounces of water every day, whatever it is, you know, whatever your, you know, your priority was, or, you know, getting your tax receipts together because you gotta get, you know, you've got your um, accounting appointment coming up, your tax appointment. I mean, you get what I mean. I mean, it's, um, it's really identifying what's most important. Yes. And, 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 and the other thing is we have to persevere. We have to keep going. Yes. Um, we just have to keep, um, and that's biblical too. We need to be oh so careful how we use our time. Yes. Um, and how we walk and, and really persevere. And um, together, I really believe together, we're getting, we're growing, we're getting more done. And more important, we're getting the right things done yes. every day. I wanted to ask you, what is one way that we can echo eternity or encourage others? Um, 
first, um, pray for them, um, and then thank them. Find a way to thank them for what they do, to encourage them. I don't think there's anybody, any better way to encourage someone than to pray and thank them for who they are and what they are and what they do. Um, there is, uh, there is actually science behind um, gratitude and um, outcomes of your day. If wow. you want to have positive outcomes um, in your productivity, um, in your accomplishments, it is it it can be directly tied to the neurons on your brain that hold gratitude. How that cool is, is that? so cool. That is incredible. So cool. So, and I think about how often the Bible tells us with to thank God in all circumstances, every day, all the time, right? Pray without ceasing. That's having a grateful heart for yes. you know, who he is and what he's doing and yeah, it might not be as quickly as we want, but we live in the fast food world. And um, I think of the time that Jesus walked this earth and wow, slow down. Right? Yes. Slow down and be very, I'm going to just say it again. Be careful how you walk. That is unwise, but wise. Amen. Yes. That is all pure gold, pure yeah. Beauty, thank you for sharing that. Just to take it a little bit deeper, let's say somebody is just like, okay, I understand that I need to start being uh, grateful, taking these thoughts captive and praising God no matter what. But let's say they're going through a lot of trauma and um, they just don't know how to get to that point. What do you think is the first step they can take towards getting to a point where you can be at peace, praising God, despite the destruction all around you. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, you know, um, destruction, um, death, um, tribulation is real, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I just, I want to caution a little bit that, you know, we go through things that um, remind me that regardless of where you're at, I do think the first thing that if you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus Christ, I think the very first thing is to be praying, is to seeking him and to laying these things at his feet. You know, um, yes. you know, I like to do a breathing exercise. You know, everybody does these deep in, deep out. I mean, all, and all that's really good for us. But I want to really think about breathing in Jesus and breathing out things that are not are not of Him that are in, that are going on in my head. Mm -hmm. You know, breathing in what's important and breathing out what's not so important. I love that. That's such an eternal perspective that helps put all of these things in into right. Um, right. a better picture. So again, when you're going through that, I just think, um, you know, seeking the Lord, leaving those really hard things at his feet and just really seeking him for answers. You know, mm -hmm. I really believe when we're, we're praying earnestly, and seeking him earnestly, he will, he will guide us. Yes. He will show us and tell us. Um, and um, I think when we put our, we just get our priorities in order of faith and family, or I'm going to say faith, relationships, and health. And then our stewardship of time, talent, and treasure. And then finally, our calling. When you put things in that order, things really get become clear. 
And sometimes there are things in our health and even in our financial stewardship or even in our calling that don't fall into those first two of our faith in Jesus and relationships. They're not as important. You know, we weren't meant to live forever. You know, God uses everything. There is not one thing that he can't uh, do in our lives and use in our lives. And that includes the hard stuff, including our sins and the things that we've totally blown, (laughs) the mistakes. (laughs) Yes, we are still, we are, he takes beauty from ashes and we are all his work of art and he is in the business of redeeming and beautifying and I love that about him. Yeah. I just don't want to deny that um, that anybody isn't in pain and hurting. Yes. Um, there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of hurting. Um, we all have things in yes. our lives that are challenging. Um, I don't, you know, we're going into election year. How can this not be challenging? <laughs> um, <laughs> just... Um, But again, what's most important and stay focused on what's most important. Yes. Um, And that that will guide you. Um, It it will. I I really believe that. It will. I know that through personal experience, walking through hard times, uh, I remember... I was, well, I was driving past the ocean and I was crying Mm. deep tears as I was going through my divorce. And I saw Mm. rain fall from the sky and the ocean just kept going back and forth. And I saw, I saw all of this beautiful ocean with just the rain falling. And I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, I heard Jesus say, or God say, look, I'm crying with you. And that was so comforting. The beauty of God being close to the brokenhearted and his love, his love for everybody, especially the closeness of understanding what it's like to be brokenhearted. And Jesus was brokenhearted when he was going through the crucifixion, the betrayal. And so I think when we are in a place where where we are broken, we are so close to God's love that we can't help but praise him when we have that eternal perspective, no matter how hard or devastating things are this side of heaven. I think that when we have that eternal hope and perspective that he he makes all things beautiful. He's our redeemer. He is the one that will wipe every tear away. And it's mm-hmm. time that we can live out of a place where we praise him abundantly and trust him that he's big enough to handle all of our pain, whether someone's lost grieving someone or a job, friendship, um, financial issues, health issues, marriages, relationships, anything. God is big enough. And we can have both, I think, both and. We can have the grief and the heartache, but we can also have the joy and the praise, and it can come together with our hands lifted high in praise. And I love that. You know, even uh, with the most even if you're the most heartbroken you've ever been, if you know the Lord, you can still praise him. And you can still thank him for your breath, for the day, for the minute. (laughs) You know, you might be just taking it one minute at a time, one hour at a time. You know, we just, we, we are always in such a rush. 
we want things, you know, at the, we want things now. And time is so important. Yes. Um, we, and we all get the same amount. We all get 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It is the great equalizer. Yes. <laughs> no one gets anything more or less. Um, yes. Love that. And, but we all have to choose in our minds, starts with our heart and our minds. We have to choose how we're going to think, how we're going to, um, how we're going to be. And who's, who's number one? Is it you? It's not. We, we're not number one. We don't get the glory. God does. We're not doing this for us. We're doing this for God and his kingdom. Yes. What are some of the breakthroughs that you've seen your clients have oh. in leadership? Yeah. Through taking your mentorship and oh. um oh God, I've just gotten some incredible testimonies of, you know, and I can so relate, you know, feeling like, you know, um I'm spinning my wheel. You're on a hamster wheel and you're just going, 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 but really taking the time to pause and stop and do that reflection and then really think about, yeah, I've got 20 things to do next week. And I might write them all down. And I, it's not that you won't do them, but what are the three most important things? And, and then you really commit to getting those things done. Yes. Um, to keep moving your goals forward, you know, those kinds of things. So women who have just felt like they're on the hamster wheel, they never have enough time. They just, they're going from one thing to the next, to the next. And um, this is just really about slowing it down. You know, not not so that you don't get anything done. It's so that you get more done. Yes. You know, you actually get more done when you slow down and take the time to reflect and identify your priorities. Thank you for sharing that. Sherry, thank you so much for coming on the Echo and Encourage podcast today. It has been an honor to learn from you, and I am so excited for my friends to connect with you. I can't wait to hear their stories and all the gems that you get to meet and work with and help shine. That's, thank you. I can't wait either. Anna, thank you so much. I wish you the best, too. <laughs>